With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Friday, December 23rd, and uh, we are not working this week. There's not even a chance in hell that we would be working this week unless, Mark, I realize as we pre-record all of these shows, I am going to probably have to do the top of all these shows as the markets bounce around. They always do that at the end of the year, and I end up working a couple of extra nights. It's okay. Market closes at four, settles up at 4.15. I bang up my introduction and then we're done because we don't really have to be so worried about the day-to-day gyrations. I just like to make sure you guys have the information you need. So it is the end of the year. If you have a question, and by the way, if it really is like, oh my God, I have to make a decision in the next seven days, let us know because I guarantee that Mark is going to be checking the email at that last week, aren't you? I check the email every day, multiple times a day. Mostly to see if someone's asking for a speaking engagement for me, and I appreciate that. That is true. Anyway, if you've got some really big end-of-year decision to make, let us know, and we will help you out, okay? So go to jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button, let us know if you'd like to come on the air. Today, we are talking to Emily in California. What's going on? How can we help you out today? Well, I am a recent retiree from a government job. I'm one of those people you count among the lucky Jill because, uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your program. It's really kind of a thrill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I get a, pay, a pension. Yeah, so, that's great. Yeah. Every month, magically, this money just drops into my account and it's totally fabulous. Mm. Um but the thing is, I, I also have some some other deferred comp savings. It's not a lot. I'm I'm a modest, you know, income type person, very frugal, mm-hmm. but um, just wanna make sure I'm not being too conservative. I wanna make sure I I am safeguarding and protecting my money mm-hmm. and I just need your help. Okay, we're happy to do that. So first of all, Emily, how old are you? I'm 66. Okay, great. What is the pension amount? The pension gross is 7200 a month. Whoa. So I take home 6844 mm-hmm. and that includes reimbursement for Part B Medicare for both myself and my husband. That's great. What about your um, re, uh, your social security? Are you able to access social security? Have you done so yet? If you have, if you can do that, I have not, and I don't plan to until I'm seventy. Um, my husband had very different circumstances, has dealt with a lot of of, of health issues and other issues, mm-hmm. and he took he took social security at sixty two, but it's very minimal. It's only about two hundred and fifty a month. Okay. And he's okay now? I mean, just in general, in terms of health and like, what's uh, still, the condition? Still, it's on, some ongoing challenges. Okay. And how yeah. old is he? 72. Okay. So he's 72. On his 250 a month and your pension of 7200 a month, how is your cash flow right now? Are you, are you, does that, is that enough to pay the bills? You know, it's pretty close to, it's pretty close to what I was taking home 
when I worked full time. Mm. Um, but I, I, I probably need a couple extra hundred per month to fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. I still have a mortgage of a couple thousand for another six years. Um, but I also have a side hustle because I'm a therapist. Oh. And so I always worked on my off day and I still do. And I can increase those hours if I want to need to. Okay. But w- when you look at like the real need, would you say, let's just pretend pre-tax, is it, would you say it's a thousand dollars a month that you need pre-tax? Like if you were going to generate more income, if I said, oh, you know, if you brought home a net of 500 a month, that would be able to cover all your bills then? Yes. Okay. And how much are you bringing home from your side hustle right now? It's about 17000 a year. Is that helping to cover the bills right now? Or is that, are you saying that the side hustle plus the pension, plus your husband's small social security, that that's what covers the bills? Yeah, that covers the bills. Okay. So it's just that if, so you don't even need to actually increase the side hustle right now. It's fine, right? Right now it's fine. I've, I've also managed because I got unused sick and vacation pay. I got kind of a nice little lump Mm. sum of 23,000. Um, and I've sort of pulled a little bit from that. Okay. Um, yeah. To, to sort of cover that 23,000 plus other money. That's like sloshing around say in the bank, an emergency reserve or a money market account. Okay. So here's the rundown. Okay. So, so in my 457 B, which is all pre-tax, yep. I, I have 455,000. And then um, on an impulse, I, I bought some stock, <laughs> which um, is worth about half what it was through sh- through Schwab, which was part of something I could do with my work mm-hmm. that I found out very, very late, unfortunately, um, that I could do. So that's, that's worth about 6000 Then I have an old IRA that I sort of ignored that is now worth $27,000. Um, I was late to the Roth uh, train. And so I just started a Roth a couple of years ago. There's 13000 in that. I have um, about 40000 in cash. Does that include that paid leave amount? Yes, actually. I just put it in the savings. In okay. The savings. Yeah, okay. So forty in grand in cash. Got it. Yeah. And then I, ha- I, I just recently uh, put 10000 into series I bonds. Does your husband have any retirement assets? No. Okay. How much is your house worth? A million. Oh, hello. And you said the mortgage with ha- has six more years. How much is left on the mortgage? A hundred and forty. And you want to stay in this house, right? Yes. Okay. What's the interest rate out of curiosity? It's a 15 year and it was 3.125. Okay, great. But really, I mean, and you said it's a couple thousand dollars. It's funny. So, okay, six years that's gone and then pretty much just the pension and the and your husband's uh, social security probably covered, but we're not even going to have to worry about that. Okay. Next question. Your social security benefit at age 70. That's going to be about $700. $700 a month. So this looks great. Do you like having your side hustle? Oh, I love it. Okay. So we don't have to do anything. This is perfect. Keep doing that as long as you can do that. Now, right now in your old IRA and your Roth IRA, where are those held? Are those also at Schwab? 
So the Roth is at Fidelity and the the 457B is still with my workplace program, whatever that may be. I knew you'd ask me. I have no freaking idea. No worries. Where's the old yeah. IRA? Uh, American Funds. Which one of these platforms, um, the Fidelity or the um, Schwab, is easier for you to manage? You know, I'm not that familiar with either of them, mm-hmm. but I'm much more familiar, I suppose, with the going through the 457B to get to the Schwab. I know that sounds weird, but that's I how know what I you mean. It. It's like that's, that's it. like you get in there. So is there any reason why you need to leave the 457 as is? Can we just roll it over into an IRA rollover at Schwab? I could. I mean, I, I don't think there's there's anything that would nothing stand you from doing that way of doing that. I, th- I think part of my scaredy catness, I'm so familiar with the 457B program. Okay. How is it actually invested right now? So I pulled it way back to a stable income fund. Is it a hundred percent in the stable income fund? It is, which earns about 2%, which made me happy when, when the stock market plummeted and then made me kind of, you know, pout when the numbers went up. But I just, at this age, wanting to, you know, sort of squirrel away and make sure my money didn't, because, you know, I lost about 40,000 last year before I pulled it back Mm -hmm. to stable income. And I did not want to do that again. Could you imagine having some, I mean, you're young, you sound healthy. Could you imagine having some of this money back at at risk? I suppose. Oh boy, that was not a resounding, (laughs) yes. That was not a resounding and enthusiastic response. Not at all. Um, So you have, I'm not including your cash and your I-bonds, you have $455,000 and then you have another, let's call it, I'm not even going to include your $6,000 in that drop account. Then you have another 40000 So you have about a half a million dollars of retirement investments. Okay? Yeah. Now, what I would suggest is that someone who is 66 years old could easily live for 30 more years. We are coming out of such a strange period of time where, you know, the stock market cratered and inflation was high and all this. But as things settle into uh, more normal times, when we look back at this period, I think that we would be remiss if we did not have some of your money invested for growth. Because you'll see your stable income fund at 2% made you feel good. Like, oh my God, at least I didn't lose 20%. On the other hand, with inflation running it, you know, if it was at six, seven, eight percent, that's not good because you're losing money automatically, right? So over the long term, the only reason to be an investor is to try to outpace inflation. That's all we're trying to do over the long term. That's like the game of investing. And so what my suggestion would be with somebody who is 66 years old would be to have at least 20% of your money invested in equities or stocks. Now, by the way, I'm going to give you the allocation that I did for my 98-year-old mother-in-law. So I had said 20% when she would, this is like in her 80s. And she's like, I hate risk. And I'm like, I need to grow your money. So we we went 20% in equities. And then we did about 60% in fixed assets of some sort, fixed income, and then 20% in stable. 
in your case, I think we could kind of move some of these numbers around, but at the very least, could we start with 10% in equities? You know, 40 grand of your 457 into a stock index fund? You know, I like the idea of the potential for growth for sure, because, you know, you do the math and I, I actually want to live 40 more years. So, oh, God bless you. <laughs> Uh, but I, I'm so afraid of losing anything. Hmm, yeah, so I know. Yeah. I mean, but you know what happens is that when you are invested in a stable value fund, you are locking in your loss with no upside, meaning that you're going to lose out to inflation. That may be your choice. Maybe we go even, how about if we did something? How about this? How about in your stable value 457 plan? How about you take 25000 and move it into stocks this year. Wouldn't I have to pay t- uh, taxes on that? Negative. It's within, you're doing this within the 457 plan. So any changes made to this plan would not incur any tax liability at all. Oh, of course. Yes, yes. I can right? I can move it to small cap, large cap, middle cap. There's is, there, all is, there just a plain, is there an index fund choice? I'm not sure. After we're done, you're going to send us a screenshot of the choices. Okay. I think you're going to put 25000 this year. This is now we're talking to you in December. This year, you're going to make, move 20, 25000 this year. And then I want you to just live with that for a little bit, see how the fluctuations go. And then I'm hopeful that we can get you to do another 25000 next year. At that point, that would essentially mean that you would have 50000 of your 457 in stocks Plus, we have the 40,000 of your American funds in your Roth IRA. So now at least we have we have 90 grand in stocks of your 500,000. That's not bad from zero. That's it. Baby steps. Then ideally, I would also have you add some money into the a bond index. But I want to see what your choices are. I mean, I think you're calling because you know that this is an allocation that like worked when the bottom fell out, but it is not an allocation for the next 40 years. Yeah, you're you're right. I mean, I, my sense is just that I couldn't stay the course and, and, you know, and- Yeah, we just have to get you a portfolio that will allow you to stay the course. This was a really rough year. I mean, I understand that. I'm not saying this is the kind, this is not the kind of year that- we have very often. So we've now endured a terrible year and, you know, the likelihood of a terrible year followed by five more terrible years is quite unlikely. I mean, it could happen, but I don't think so. And so I think what, what I would hope for you is that, you know, we could essentially get you to a place where you're comfortable with, you know, 20% in stocks and maybe even 20% in some fixed income or bonds. From there, you can ride that out a little bit and see how it goes. Okay. I think that sounds doable. I think so too. And I just, again, it's baby steps. People are listening and they're like, you're, you know, it's so funny. I mean, you must listen to the show when you hear people say a hundred percent in stocks and it makes you apoplectic. Yes. The other side of this is people are listening to this and saying like, how could you have all your money in cash? Which sounds good in the moment, but Oof, when it gets down to um, sort of the longer term, it's not a great strategy. Now, the good news is you don't have to take too much risk. You've got the pension. You have your husband's small social security. You have your social security coming at age 70. You are able to work and like working. 
all of this argues for just like, let's get a little bit of this money to work for you because at some point you're going to get sick of the side hustle and we have to make sure your money grows enough to cover what your needs are going to be. Sounds like a plan. Do you have your estate planning done? I don't. You will wrap my knuckles. To think that you've spent all this time talking about your stupid 457 <laughs> and I didn't and I didn't get to bug you. Can you do that? You also said that you have a husband who's not well, so I'd love for you to complete that. That could be, you know, it's more important than really anything we've talked about. I, I actually have one of those do-it-yourself uh, kits from uh, another financial advisor, and I it's like 95% filled out, but I just haven't gotten it all done. Do you suggest just biting the bullet and seeing No, you have it 95% done. Do it. You have it in front of you. Okay. Sounds you can good. do it. Yeah. Nothing's forever. You can always have an attorney look at it in a year, if you, but just get something done. Good point. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay. If you, like Emily, would like to get in touch with us and have a little confab about whatever's going on in your financial life, all you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button. And if you then check the box that says you'd be willing to come on the air, Mark does everything else because he's so good. It is Friday, and that means we do some business. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is our executive producer and the best one in the whole world. We are distributed by Cadence 13. We ask that you leave a rating and review on Apple, especially at the end of the year. I like to boost these numbers up, you know? Anything we can do to help our case. While you're on our website, as you are thinking about the world at large and what you need to do, check out my new book. You can pre-order it. It's called The Great Money Reset. And if you do pre-order that book, you will be invited to a special event, which will be taking place in February. Just for those who pre-order, you can't get into the event unless you pre-order the book. And that's the way we roll, okay? Do something nice for someone else today. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.